Ah, CM, Nostalgia CM. Hello, my friends and relatives. Welcome to the Friends and Relatives Radio Hour, where we create, share, and educate about stories, news, and ideas from the Coast Salish homeland. We hope to create new ideas of living in this homeland and change perceptions of the Coast Salish people. My name is Satsumton, Satsumton Sunit Snat, Daryl Hilaire. Today I'm with co-hosts Anthony Hilaire and Bo Garrow. You're listening to KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham. Today on Friends and Relatives, we are honored to have with us Tim Ballou II, also known as Laholman, chairman of the Lummi Nation. Thank you, Tim, for being here. Uh, so our first question for you, Tim, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, who you are, and where you come from? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank you guys uh, again for the invite. Happy to be here. Um, Lahoman Sunasnat. My name is uh, Tim Ballou, chairman for the Lummi Nation. I am a proud father of two boys, a, a husband to Leanne, and um, currently serving as uh, the Lummi Nation chairman. Uh, just the last uh, November started my fifth term as chairman and uh, happy to serve the people and humbled to be a part of uh, this great work and continuing to protect Lummi's treaty rights. Cool. So for you, uh, what was it like growing up on the Lummi Indian Reservation? Um, I have a, a lot of great memories growing up on the reservation, and I really think that the most memorable of all of them were uh, involved uh, being on the water or um, being by the fire, uh, learning from my family uh, the, the great life of harvesting that our people enjoy. And I think that's a really driving force of... Um, all of our leadership is being able to make sure that uh, that that right to uh, enjoy that way of life is always here for our children. I know that you're a Lummi fisherman as well. Uh, when and where did you learn how to fish and did somebody teach you? Um, yeah, definitely was a uh, family experience. It started with, uh, uh, with my dad. Uh, I, I was right around five years old at the glory hole um, behind Portage Island. Uh, was my first uh, fishing experience. Uh, we left Sylvester's off of uh, Lummi Shore and uh, went king fishing. Um, uh, yeah, took an afternoon evening to go king fishing in Portage Bay or Bellingham Bay off of Portage and um, yeah, I always remember that. Um, after that, uh, you know, collection of memories from my dad, my grandpa, uh, from Swinomish, uh, my uncle, and then eventually um, going off on my own and um, yeah, definitely an experience that I want my boys to, to be part of. Really defines us as a people, I think. Yeah, yeah. Also, I, I know that you graduated from uh, Western Washington University. Uh, can you tell our listeners what degree uh, you received uh, from Western? Uh, uh, I received a bachelor's in psychology from Western and, um, geez, right alongside natural resources and fishing, I think that a, uh, uh, priority for the Lummi people and Indian people is, uh, education. And I remember, um, kind of the exact, uh, time and place when, uh, when I was a child that my parents told me I was going to, uh, go to college and, um, 
you know, that mixed with uh, my grandma's uh, commitment to education. She was the Head Start teacher for probably almost every Lummi uh, living right now. Um, they really made it a point to let our family know that education is uh, really a bridge between uh, the communities and a priority for for the family. So it was um, uh, very grateful for the family support to uh, go on to secondary education and um, really kind of take that to heart when making decisions for the community and uh, supporting uh, Indi uh, education in Indian country. As a, as a young man, uh, you got involved with politics. Uh, funny, I never thought of being on tribal council as politics, uh, but more so a, a privilege to, to serve our people. Um, what did tribal politics mean to you as a, as a young tribal leader? Um, you know, in some ways, uh, and in many ways, the uh, work of the people has always been uh, part of our uh, family teachings. Uh, my dad served as chair for the Lummi Nation. Uh, my great-grandfather served as chair for the Swinomish tribe. And uh, actually wasn't, uh, didn't know until uh, this year that my grandpa Dick, my, my dad's father, actually served on Lummi Tribal Council for a short term. Um, so again, I think with the, um, uh, I guess just the, the expectations of the family of contributing and giving back to the community, that was always uh, a teaching of ours and uh, really humbled just to you know be a part of this great work that the Lummi Nation Council is uh, providing to the people, want to do, uh, do best for the people and always do right. We'll be right back with more on friends and relatives. I'm Tony Hilaire and you're listening to KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham.
If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Friends and Relatives Radio Hour. I'm Bo Garrow, and today we are talking to Chairman of the Lummi Nation, the Honorable Tim Ballou, too. You have been on the council for many years. First, you were a councilman, then a chairman. How many years as a chairman? Oh, this is um, the third year of my second term. Uh, so I served as a council member my first year, and this is the beginning of my fifth uh, year as chairman. You followed a long line of great leadership at Lummi and Swinomish. Bless their souls. At Lummi, your father, Tim Ballou Sr., was LIBC chairman. At Swinomish, it was Tandy Wilbur and Grandma Laura Wilbur. According to our parents, they took care of, of the people. Do you have any thoughts of what they left you? Oh, geez, Bo, when you put it that way, uh, I think they left me a lot of responsibility and a, kind of a tall order to uh, keep this way of life of ours going for our grandchildren. Um, I uh, only hope that uh, myself and the current council members can uh, do right by our grandparents, because that's who we're really accountable to, I think. I think it's our grandparents, our children and grandchildren who uh, hold us accountable. And uh, we really won't know later on till, um, you know, maybe we're uh, either out of office or kind of uh, pass the torch on to the next generation if uh, we did right. And if we did right, I think that we'll have a community who gets to experience the things that our grandparents did. And uh, for us as Lummi people and uh, Coast Salish people, that means the ability to be out on the water uh, harvesting our, our food and also being able to travel to and from all these uh, places that we're accustomed to, including our, our, our neighboring tribes, being able to go and visit with our neighboring tribes and uh, continue on our practices. That means uh, so much to, to who we are as people. Now, did they uh, leave any specific instructions? Um, do right. <laughs> I think that there, there's no, uh, you know, explicit instructions other than, um, you know, they expect all of us to contribute and uh, make sure that, uh, you know, we take care of our people. It's um, uh, pretty humbling when you step back and think about it. There's a lot of things that goes into being a tribal leader. And, uh, you know, a lot of it uh, relies on faith, but... Uh, being able to make sure you do the right thing, and in the end, uh, the people should be better off. Now, one more thing. What was their manner of being? Uh, respect. I think that um, first and foremost, uh, being able to respect yourselves, your family, your community. I think that uh, uh, that and uh, maintaining integrity, I think that that's... Uh, um, and that, that's what I think about when I think about my grandparents. Mm. And in addition to that, uh, a good work ethic, uh, being able to uh, contribute uh, uh, every day in some way um, that really defines the Coast Salish people. That's, that's great. Um, uh, we'll be right back with more friends and relatives. I'm Bo Garrow, and you're listening to KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham. Oh, oh, oh. 
If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Siam Nostalgia Friends and Relatives Radio Hour. Satinson Sonasnat, Daryl Hilaire, I'm your co-host, along with Tony Hilaire and Bo Garrow. Today we're talking to Lummi Tribal Chairman Timothy Ballou. And as we we move through this um, time in our history, we're, we're having to predict some things, and most notably today, the Trump presidency. Um, Tim, as a, as a tribal leader, you, you've had the opportunity to work with many U.S. Con- congressional women, men, women and men, excuse me. As a Lummi leader, you have worked with U.S. congressional women and men, Senators Murray and Cantwell, Washington State Governor Inslee, and the United States President, Barack Obama. How were the Obama years in terms of moving the tribal agenda? Oh, I think that uh, Lummi wasn't alone uh, with uh, being able to benefit from a lot of the uh, good recognition that President Obama uh, provided for Indian country. Um, you, you could go down the list of uh, issues of uh, support. Um, you know, late, late in his uh, presidency, he instituted the White House Council on Native American affairs, um, and you know that the genesis for that idea actually came from uh, Lummi Nation. Uh, some of our staff members, most notably uh, Jewel James, uh, pushed that uh, proposal forward. You know, years back. Uh, uh, wasn't during the President Obama era, but it did take us uh, some time for it to come to fruition, and um, we actually got a seat at the first meeting of the White House Council of Native American Affairs. Uh, Lummi was one of the few tribes who got to meet in person and uh, speak to um, uh, treaty rights 
uh, recognition. And from that meeting um, in the fall of 2016, Obama instituted a um, MOA for all agencies to acknowledge the trust and treaty responsibility uh, throughout the administration. And um, there was a, a handful of agencies that began that work, and um, it was really a, gr a great era of uh, trust, responsibility, recognition. Um, there was a lot of uh, land reform issues and land into trust uh, that occurred during the Obama era, and we really hope to uh, preserve some of the wins that we had in Indian, Indian country and uh, build on top of um, really this... Uh, 162-year uh, relationship that we've had with the federal government. Um, I, th I think that uh, we're just a few days out from Treaty Day, January 22nd, and um, it's really a good time to take a step back and you know think about what's next, what do we do to build on top of these policy decisions that have been left for us. We'll come back to that tribal agenda, but uh, you, you hit on the word recognition uh, uh, three times, three or four times. And for tribes, uh, uh, going back to Washington, it isn't you know about money and getting money for projects. Uh, as tribal leaders, you go to Washington, D.C. to educate Congress and the administration on the importance of upholding treaty rights. Does this job ever end? And uh, you know, maybe explain why. Um, I'm starting to be, uh, become more and more convinced that uh, that job never ends. I mean, the constant education uh, with the trustee of uh, the trust obligation um, seems like a constant vigil, and most likely because of the uh, turnover in uh, in Congress. Um, it's always inevitable that there's going to be newly elected leaders, and um, more often than not, uh, these uh, new members. Uh, may not know anything about treaties or treaty rights or the trust obligation. Um, so I guess uh, in, the, in the toolkit of a tribal leader um, must always be that uh, um, you know, understanding that we have to educate our trust partner. Um, so with the transition to the new presidency, I think we have to uh, be ready to use that and uh, you know educate the new members of the administration. There's going to be uh, secretaries and all the agencies that are uh, newly appointed, and more uh, and more likely than not, we're going to have to work with them to uh, bring an understanding of their obligation to uphold our treaty. And then, and then, like back to the tribal agenda, uh, that uh, uh, trust responsibility also carries over into the area of healthcare. Uh, is there are there things there that were uh, recognized by the Obama administration for uh, its trust responsibility for for health care or any other areas? I think uh, um, you know education and um, and uh, land and, and the reconciliation of. Uh, 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 land that was either forgotten or land that was uh, was used inappropriately in the past. Was that part of the agenda? The um, Well, I think that uh, one of the biggest things in uh, Obama's agenda was the uh, health care reform and uh, the creation of Obamacare. Um, and, I mean, that that's uh, evident in the new administration's uh, 
uh, I guess, persistence to repeal all or some of it. And I think that it's going to be our job as tribal leaders uh, to make sure that the uh, health care treaty right uh, is not taken away with any of the items that are repealed. So it's going to be a, um, our job to keep an eye on um, uh, what the what the proposals are going to be and to make sure that the uh, treaty right for health care is uh, remained intact for Indians. Um, for education, there's a uh, a lot of the, uh, uh, for education, uh, I believe that Obama's um, agenda was moved forward in his My Brother's Keeper initiative, and I would uh, venture to say that I, I imagine that he's going to still be involved with that initiative in some way. Um, Lummi was one of the first signers, uh, first communities to sign on to the My, My Brother's Keeper initiative, and um, uh, we're still planning to work with him and his folks to uh, to keep that that th those goals moving forward. Since uh, the November election, uh, I believe uh, you and members of the council have made it back to Washington to uh, meet with the Trump transition team. And uh, is there any indication of what we can expect uh, with this new administration moving forward? Uh, quite honestly, I think that they're uh, still kind of devising what their uh, work plans are going to be uh, for Indian country. Um, uh, things are looking like there's going to be a lot of focus on uh, infrastructure. Uh, so uh, I guess it's just determining whether or not uh, that means, um, you know, energy development. Uh, but we did hear that uh, infrastructure projects uh, such as roads is going to be a priority. Um, the Lummi Nation, like all, a lot of uh, reservations, you know, roads and uh, road maintenance is um, is uh, always needed. So I think that that might be an early win that we could uh, work together with the administration. And after we get, uh, you know, these uh, first few base hits, I think we'll have a good idea of how we can work together with uh, the Trump administration. But at the same time, we have an eye on some of these uh, local issues that uh, you've been confronting here at home, notably the Lummi Nation and the Whatcom County Farmers working together on agreement to clean up the Nooksack watershed. You know, we got that. We got the cherry, uh, recent Cherry Point decision that was ruled in our favor. Uh, of course, we support uh, our uh, relatives out at Standing Rock. And there's always looming those uh, uh, conversations around tribal water rights. Uh, any indication of uh, where all of this is going uh, in the next uh, um, era, a uh, presidential era? Um, well, uh, right after, actually, uh, so tomorrow after, um, actually, literally after uh, this interview, I'm going to be going home, packing my bags, and get ready to uh, join the Lummi delegation to go over uh, to D.C. for this inaugural week. And I think that throughout these first quarter of the uh, administration, we're going to be uh, gathering the information that we need to make a decision on um, what the administration's agenda is going to be. And uh, we're definitely going to have to keep an eye on uh, the issues relating to sacred sites, uh, the protection of our waters and homelands from energy projects. Um, you know, unfortunately, Lummi hasn't had, Lummi has had to protect Cherry Point uh, three times 
uh, from development. Uh, we're happy to say that we were successful in um, uh, defending it a third time uh, from the Gateway Pacific Terminal. And hopefully with the actions that came from the Washington State Department of Natural Resources to expand the aquatic reserve at Lummi's request, uh, we uh, take a step forward to defend and protect the site so that our uh, children don't have to worry about this problem. Um, we are hoping that we can find uh, some success and partnership with uh, the Trump administration to move our clean water initiative forward. Um, early this year, we signed an agreement with uh, the dairy industry in Whatcom County, or the leaders of the dairy industry, and uh, we formed what was uh, now called the Portage Bay Partnership. And uh, we're working with these uh, dairy industries to improve uh, their best, manage best management practices. And what that means is it's going to improve the water quality for the Nooksack River Basin and open up the Portage Bay shellfish beds, which are currently closed because of uh, contamination. Um, it, it's, a, it's a real uh, a victory for the whole community, not just Lummi. And uh, we're happy to give it a try, and we, we think that we're going to uh, be able to improve the community. Skanoite unstroit. Real good work, uh, Mr. Chairman. Um, Siam Nostalgia, we'll be right back with more on Friends and Relatives. I'm Daryl Hilaire. You're listening to KMRE 102.3 FM in Bellingham.
If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Friends and Relatives Radio Hour. I'm Tony Hilaire, and today we're talking to the Lummi Tribal Chairman, Tim Ballou. Tim, by the very nature of the Lummi Chairmanship, you become the hardest working person in Lummi. One day you're chairing a council meeting, and the next day you're either in Washington, D.C. or Olympia, Washington. What keeps you grounded? Uh, family. Family. I think that uh, that's definitely... Uh, what helps uh, keep me grounded, um, and it's uh, well as I just uh, shared with, shared with you guys during the break. Yeah, right after this, I'm gonna pack my bags and uh, head to D.C. Um, after this, I think I'm gonna be on the road for three weeks. I'll be home, you know, one or two days each week. Um, but making time to uh, you know have dinner with the family really means a big thing. A family that eats together stays together. In what ways do you gain strength from the people? Um, geez, it, so you said uh, become the instant hardest working person, and I really think uh, that you know the uh, the people definitely uh, let you know the responsibility of being chairman and their expectations and the measures of accountability that they ex- that, that that they expect. Um, you know, I really think that that does help us as tribal leaders um, when we're on the road because we know exactly what it is we're fighting for. And it's the restoration of uh, the greatness of Lummi. Um, there really was a time that uh, was better than now, and we can get there. I really believe that we can get there as uh, Lummi people. As I shared earlier, this uh, work ethic that's instilled to us uh, by our grandparents um, is meant to um, not only keep our families together, but for the time being, um, drive us to get to that way of life and preserve that way of life that uh, is afforded to us. It's, um, you know, that there was a time that uh, we could rely solely on the resources from the water and land, and, and really that's still here as long as we uh, preserve it and provide the opportunity for the people to actually uh, get get out their harvest, put food on the table, and share it with their family. Um, I really believe that's a big responsibility and uh, one of the biggest and uh, primary responsibilities as a Lummi tribal leader, being able to make sure that families can sit down, enjoy a meal together, and um, share the love of family. And your wife, uh, Leanne Ballou, um, and, and the rest of your family, uh, what do they think about what you signed up for uh, to be chairman? Um, really appreciative of uh, uh, Leanne's support and the whole family. Um, Leanne is definitely the rock of our family and uh, wouldn't be able to do it without her and you know my parents and grandparents. Um, uh, they let me know when I don't spend enough time at home, too, but... Uh, they understand that uh, in this job, we belong to the people. And having that strength in your family um, for this type of job, it, it can be very hard. What, what's the hardest part uh, of being chairman? Oh, you know, I think it's um, probably a, uh, a tie between two things. Uh, one is having enough time. Um, there's really so much that uh, that we're trying to do as a tribal leader to restore and uh, protect the greatness of, uh, of Lummi. So having enough time to address all of the issues 
is um, is a, it can be frustrating at times, uh, but you know I think being patient and um, applying that work ethic, you know, eventually if you you put a enough effort into it, good things come about, and that which leads to the second thing. Um, so the, I said it's a tie. First, being having enough time, and second is um, being able to get the good word out to the people. Um, you know, in this day and age, you know, we've grown, grown uh, to a size that, um, you know, we have just over 5,000 members. Um, you have to, you have to divide that up into, you know, hours. Uh, that's about half hour per member a year that you'd be able to spend. And uh, being able to get the good word out to everybody is um, definitely a, um, a challenge. And it's not something that, you know, just came about. If you go through every council, I think that they'll always say that communication has been a barrier and, you know, getting a word out to the people is uh, definitely a hard thing to do. And even I was uh, listening to Obama uh, in his last year, he said that one of his things, that if he could have done better, he would get the good word out more. And i um, really hoping I can uh, work with you good folks to use uh, this, uh, this forum as another another platform to get the word out. Um, hoping I could, you know, pop in every once in a while and say hi and um, give you guys an update. CM Nostalgia. Thank you, Chairman uh, Timothy Ballou. And we, we wish you well in your journeys and we'll be there to support the, the good work. CM hey, Nostalgia. Hey, CM. This is Friends and Relatives with Daryl Hilaire and Anthony Hilaire, as well as me, Bo Garrow. We'll be back again next week, so make sure you check us out and listen for us. If there's any news issue or idea about the Coast Salish homeland that you're curious about, hey, send us an email or post us a message on our Facebook page at Children of the Setting Sun, or you could find us on Twitter and Instagram. Heishka, and thank you all for listening to our words. If you missed any of the show, please go to our website, settingsunproductions.org or kmre.org, and click on the podcast link. Today's episode, Friends and Relatives, was produced in the KMRE Spark Radio Studios located in the Spark Museum on Bay Street in Bellingham. Thank you to the sound and recording team, Suzanne Blaze and Robert Muzzy. Please share our news with your friends, relatives, and coworkers. Listen for us on KMRE 102.3 FM online and on your TuneIn radio app on your smartphone.